And welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. This is Pat Williams, Ford Taylor in the house. Ford, good to see your smiling face. I know our listeners can't see how bright and cheery you are, but man, it sure is good to see you today. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you, PW. It's always great to see you too. Ford, we are on this journey to uh, not only get better ourselves, as we're trying to do every day, but also uh, giving some tools, some resources, some ingredients to our listeners out there so they can uh, continue to get better as well, so they can, can love, influence, and transform those around them. What a great concept. Novel, huh? Actually, it's not novel at all. It's been around since the beginning of time. We just kind of stole it. <laughs> well, we're going to talk today about steps for personal growth. I love this quote. I know we've used it several times, and I use it, and people look at me, and it takes them several minutes to process. But the quote is, change seldom occurs until the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of change. Ford, we've talked about it, that organizational transformation rarely, if ever, I say never happens uh, prior to, to us changing personally. You know, you've, you've been doing this for a long time. Uh, man, when the person changes, man, what an impact it has on the organizations or those around them. Yeah, PW, it's amazing when it's so fun to get to watch people. You know, my, my theory is that for all these years, you know, we, we've been raising up leaders who care more about what people think about them or how they see them than they care about the people that follow them. Uh, and I also believe that, you know, we've raised up leadership and most of it's been around motivation, inspiration, but not much around practical and implementation. And so, you know, some people that quote you gave, they say change never occurs until the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of change. And I used to say that too. Uh, I then changed the word to seldom because I realized that there are people that when they have the practical implementable tools to actually make a personal change, they go, this is doable. And I say, it is doable. And of course, I, I normally respond with, you know, aren't you glad I made so many mistakes in my life? So I had to figure this out so we could help other people, <laughs> you know? So it, it's not that these tools are I mean, I use them myself. I mean, even now, some of them, I'll, I'll say, people say, what do I do? And I'll say, do this. And I'll say, now put that new thought in your phone. And I'll say, here, here's the thoughts I look at every morning when I wake up. It's like, they're shocked, you know, that I'm still doing that myself around things. And I said, no, no, this will never go away. I mean, this isn't like you change that one thought and then everything's perfect. You know, it's, it's a never ending ongoing because transformation is, it's a process. It's not an event, but there's no question how fun it is to be in organization, in organizations, watch the light bulbs go off, watch the trust, watch the cohesiveness develop, and then watch the productivity in the people, in their marriages, their families. Uh, and, you know, when people are healthy at home, they're typically much healthier at work. Ford, as we talk about steps for personal growth, we're talking about change. Leaders in general are so hard-headed, are so stubborn. It's my way. I've built this from the ground up. This is my deal. You know, I'm not the problem. I'm not the one that needs to change. It's the other people. It's my workers. It's my customers. It's my clients. It's my vendors. 
<laughs> can you share a story uh i know you've got 50 of them but is there one story that that jumps out where you met with a leader who brought you in to help his organization and you know pointed the fingers at everywhere but himself that you that you had to um roll your four tail or sleeves up and really get after it to get them to realize that they that he or she was actually the problem and it wasn't everybody else yeah it's pretty much all of them <laughs> i mean i'm just saying reality is you know that you know people typically owners want to bring someone in to fix their people you know and 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 i'm happy to take the gig that way uh, knowing that if they've got all these problems you know as you know we teach that there's nine common constraints in any organization uh, we used to say seven but there's an eighth one now post COVID, and the ninth one you know it doesn't matter unless you get the other eight done first and typically you know one of those is leadership style and culture and who determines that that guy you just described okay uh that that man or woman that owns or is the ceo of the company and so yeah it, it's we, we give them the tools and to change themselves and so one story just you know <clears throat> guy called me and said that he had heard from another ceo of a company the impact that had been on their company and his marriage and his family and the, the families around them and he asked me did i have time to to take him on as a you know personal coaching client my ceo of a, of a big company and we talked through it and we said yes and uh, spent a couple of days together and after that he asked me you know what would it take to roll this out in his company and when we started doing it you know he got up and spoke about the changes i mean people had seen change you know and he spoke about how that happened and what he was working on and now he wanted to basically gift his top 40 or 50 people that same gift of being able to do that and so we were going through our process like we normally do and i got to a certain place and and, and he kind of said can we stop and take a break for a minute and of course my first thought was what did i do you know i just said something you know that that i'm that he wants to correct and i'm i'm perfectly good with that so i said yeah let's all stop and take a break and he came up and i said okay you got some feedback for me he said yeah he said i know this is your normal process he said but i'm going to ask you to change it and i said okay i said what would you like me to change it to he said i want you to go right to the personal vp mosa for everybody in other words, I don't want to worry about the company right now. I don't want to go there next because the impact it had on me, I want to give them that chance. I said, you know, when I'm here, you're my boss. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, that's what we'll do. But, you know, so here's a CEO that went from acknowledging the problems were there, acknowledging some of them were him, some of them he inherited. But once he acknowledged all that and he started seeing the changes, he said, you know, I actually want to change your program where other people can get exactly what I got. And so we did that and people came back in and one of his key people stood up, you know, they write their tombstone, they write their eulogy, uh, they write their values they want to live and they go into vision, purpose and mission and then to objective strategies and action plans. Well, when you're writing your tombstone and your eulogy, you got to do a lot of self-evaluation. I mean, you're really taking a look at, oh my, if I wanted people to say that at my funeral, what would I have to change in my life 
for my children to say that, for my spouse, for my coworkers, my neighbors to say that about me. And so when we did that, one of his right hand people came back in the room and he stood up and he said, one of key people. And he stood up and said, when I wrote that, he said, I realized that I got a lot of changes I need to make. And he's an older gentleman. He said, but I now know why most of you think I'm intimidating. You know, why I'm hard to communicate with. And he said, you have my commitment. I'm going to change. And so now, you know, one guy, the CEO, saying I'm going to change and I'm going to help my other people change. Now, I mean, he told me recently, he said, I can't wait for you to come back and hear all the stories. He said, I just want people to come back and share the stories. But PW, the only way that changes is if we as individuals do something. Now, we use the BP Mosa. Okay, do something to do a personal evaluation and look at ourselves. And so step one in that evaluation is asking ourselves, is there something that I need to change? In other words, if I changed X, I would become a better Y. Okay, if I made this change in my life, I'd be a better husband. I'd be a better wife, a better parent. I'd be a better friend. I'd be a better employee, a better employer. And so. If, if we really want to change ourselves to impact the people around us, step one is we have to take a look and see what is it we want to change. Lord, I look back at my notes from uh, January 2015, my first TL. <laughs> I remember that. Long time ago. Yeah. Gosh, that's been over seven years. Yeah. And um, I wonder if my two, one and two, not necessarily in the order because I I did the up arrow and the down arrow. So I didn't really know what was one or what was two. But uh, number one was become a better listener and stop listening to respond and really start listening to understand. And number two was how I communicate. Uh, and I wonder how many of your of your leaders that you coach or your CEOs that you coach, are those two pretty much always at the top? Uh, how we communicate. I know once they self-reflect on how they talk to folks with body language and, you know, tone of voice, um, are those two usually at the top or is that just me? No, those are, you know, there's eight or 10 that are typically at the top and those two are pretty much in the mix most of the time, you know, if I became a better listener, for example, I mean, think of all the different areas that impacts. It impacts your relationship with your spouse, your children, your customers, I mean, everything. And so, you know, once you write that down, uh, can I tell a quick story about you at that TL? Okay. Okay, is it okay? All right, you're muted, so it's okay with me, and I don't mind the audience here, but I want them to, I want them to hear you say yes. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I got uh, you know, we uh we're having someone cut trees at the office, so I'm muting because <laughs> I hear the chainsaws going and I didn't know if you could hear them. So yes, you can tell a story about me from the uh the first TL. Go ahead. Okay. And so and, and by the way, the great thing about this new world, if dogs bark or kids run in the room or chainsaws are outside, nobody cares anymore. <laughs> you know, so this new world's great. I, I I like it better than the old one where you had to be so careful about those things. Um, yeah, but I'll never forget, you know, you had heard about TL and you worked at a company that did filming, you know, and you, and when you heard about it, you said, we'd like to film it and put it on our platform. 
And so I'm going to come out and go through your training and I'm going to take a lot of notes on knowing how to take your training from live to a virtual interactive training platform. So that's the reason you came. And I'll never forget after the first half day, you came up to me and you said, just so you'll know, I can't do that. And I said, well, that's okay. And you said, I'm taking notes for me. I'm not taking notes. I'll come back and take notes later for a training. And, and PW, you know, for you to be able to be open to me telling that story and you telling your story, because our stories are, are, are impactful. And to know the outcome of that, you know, how your children and your wife, I mean, they, they came to me and said, thank you. And, and, and it really, and I'm, and I'm fine with them saying thank you to me, but that isn't where the thank you goes. The thank you goes to you. You know, your boss came to me and said, what in the world happened? You know, he was actually a little bit upset with me, if you remember, because, you know, you're supposed to be working. <laughs> and, and so, but we, we talked through that, and as you know, became a consultant there too. But, you know, the thank you goes to you because, you know, we can give people all the tools we want. And if they go put them on the shelf, going to a training did absolutely no good. But you took the energy and effort to say, what are the two things that I'm going to change? And you did it. And here we are seven or eight years later. And, you know, I wish I could tell people, you know, I got it, baby. I'm done. I, you know, but doggone it. It just keeps coming, you know. And so great leaders never stop learning. Great leaders never stop changing. And here I am watching you all these years later. You're still going. You know, you're still evaluating. You're still looking at what's next. And when leaders are willing to do that, everything, everything shifts. So, well, I appreciate your family saying thank you. Um, I hope that many times they've thanked you uh, because that's where it goes. That's very kind. And yes, they have. Thank you for that, Ford. They, um, I think about this, you know, once you get this TL in your brain and once you begin to behave and, and uh, really live that lifestyle, uh, walk it out, as you like to say, um, you know, that that personal growth never stops because you know you get older and your kids get older and your your employment uh shifts uh the world shifts so you you have to be able to adjust and adapt and yes i think it's uh, it's key that you said uh that you're never done ford uh we were i talked about those two things how we communicate and uh becoming a better listener i find myself when i experience the communication that I know is wrong um, because they may be a client or they may be a potential customer, man, I really fight that urge to go into training mode. (laughs) Uh, Walk some of our leaders through that, um, that we we can't be in training mode all the time. Yeah. You mean training or being trained? Well, you want to give feedback to people immediately even though they didn't ask for it. I think that's maybe a better way to say it. Yeah. So you, you, you know, you, you are, uh, <laughs> you speaking to the choir right now, you know, cause I have to be, I mean, extremely careful because that's what I do for a living. Okay. I'll never forget. I was meet, meeting with a group of leaders uh, in the city about, and we were working on transforming the city. And one day, uh, one of the leaders, they had asked me to co-lead the team, right? You know, they'd asked me to lead, so two of us did it. 
And, and one day they asked me, they said, do you ever stop training? You know, do you ever stop teaching? Do you ever stop coaching? Of course, it was a blind spot for me because I, I didn't know. And I said, you know, honestly, I never thought about it, but you're probably right. I don't. You know, and I did the six-step apology and said that I don't mean to do that. And you know what they all said? Oh, no, no. We don't want you to change it. You know, we don't, we don't want you to stop. We want you to keep going. Uh, but but I thought they were correcting me, and I was okay with that. Uh, yeah, but it, it's hard. But PW, what I found, you know, we talk about love, and we talk about forgiveness, and and we talk about how to approach someone. But you know, I do have a lot of those meetings, and sometimes it's the first time meeting. And and, and the reason is because I do teach that all feedback is relevant. It doesn't make it all true, but it's all relevant. And if you really do care more about the other person than you care how they feel about you you'd be surprised how many people are open to feedback in the very first meeting you know i had a client one time that he came and spent two days at our house uh, for uh, you know the two-day coaching thing to get started and on the second day about mid-morning he looked at me and he said this probably won't surprise you but i don't have a lot of friends and I said, okay, you know, I wasn't going to respond except, okay. And he said, but I really like you. And of course, you know, my weak humor, sorry, buddy, and I'm married, but, um, and I said, well, thank you for that. And he goes, can I tell you why? And I said, sure. And he said, because you say things to me that no one else will say. I know you care about me because no one else says the things to me that you say. But, but PW, when we give that feedback, we have to do it, ready? In humility, which means I may be wrong. You know, can I give you some feedback? This may be being nobody else may agree with me. Number two, if, if it's something they've done to us, pre-forgiveness. If it's not something they've done to us, there's nothing to forgive. Number three, you know, we talk about this. This is the, the centerpiece of, of a lot of our message that we care, we love, we, we love those people more than we care about how they feel about us. And number four, we give them 100% of the truth and the facts based on what we see, knowing we might be wrong. And when we approach things that way, it's amazing how well people take that feedback. Because when I give someone feedback like that, it's not because I expect them to change. It's because what if what they're doing is keeping their company from being more profitable. What if it's killing their relationship with their spouse? You know, what if their children won't talk to them? And so when I give that feedback, it's from the light of not to fix you, but to help you be more successful. <clears throat> and so it, it, it's interesting that, yeah, uh, if, if you go that way, I, I hate to say it this way, you can almost at least because of what I do, you can almost always be in training mode because you, you, you quickly can say, you know, I, I misread that. You know, I was wrong. Thank you for letting me share. And all of a sudden, the trust in you goes straight up because if you're right, the trust goes up because you just helped restore a marriage or a family or a company. If you're wrong, the trust goes up because you're willing to apologize. That, so, I, so I do believe you can get that kind of feedback if you do it from the point is it's more about the other person than it is you. We're talking about steps for personal growth board. We have three things that we uh, that we teach that we uh, we don't deviate 
Uh, these steps are uh, personal evaluation. You got to see it, acknowledge that an issue exists. You got to take control of it. Or as we say, you got to own it, accept responsibility and exercise control over it. And then the last one, which is always the hardest one, change direction or redirect. You got to change it, make a commitment to change uh, the issue that you acknowledged in that first step. Um, I always say, Ford, that nothing happens till pen hits paper. You can't just think about these things. You got to write them down. You got to track them. You got to monitor them. As you say, you know, you have to put them in your phone, look at them every day. Um, has anything changed since I wrote these things down uh, in your mind, January of 2015? Oh, yeah, PW, you're, you're listening. You, your ability, your, your listening skills, at least when you're with me, so unless you're putting on for me, and I don't think you are, I mean, they've gone through the roof. I mean, the difference. And I'll bet that if I ask you, what are your relationships like now? With your family, your customers, your coworkers, your partners, I'll bet you'll tell me there's a night and day difference. Yes or no? Yes, I would say they're better for sure, and still growing, and still you know working on them. But uh, I'll add that I have less relationships now because I really started to uh, take stock uh, in those relationships, and you know, and and uh, I could be wrong for saying this, and uh, and uh, feedback is welcome, but. Uh, they're like bank accounts, right? You can make deposits and and you can make withdrawals. And I I really took a look at a lot of those relationships and um, felt like uh, um, they weren't tank fillers and uh, they were tank emptiers. And I was making more uh, I was making more deposits uh, than I was getting deposits. If I explain that properly, and um, not to be mean or whatever, but you really kind of cut cut ties with a lot of those folks. And what that has allowed me to do is to spend more time and more energy focus on the relation on the relationships that really matter. There you go. So that that's one that you would have to acknowledge. You know, that's step number one. I have to acknowledge something I want to change. And that's step one. Now you called out two things while ago, but there's a third one. And, and that's not an easy one. You know, but once you acknowledge, I'm going to change the people I have relationships with because I want to be with people that we're filling each other's tanks. And guess what? I mean, we're friends. We're going to empty each other's tanks sometimes. But if the deposit is overflowing, you know, when you, when you make a withdrawal, guess what? There's no impact because the tank's so full that, you know, you had a bad day. We all have them. And, and so when you start saying, I'm going to hang out with people that we're filling each other's tanks. No, we, we, you know, we may empty each other sometimes. I mean, that's what marriage is. That's what parenting is. I mean, we're both, we're on both sides of that chart sometimes. Uh, but when you're with people who are constant emptiers and that's all they do, and you're a constant pillar, yeah, love them enough to say, this isn't the relationship for me. And, and I found that sometimes when you say that, that's what it takes to get them to switch and realize that life isn't all about them. And so maybe the relationship continues, but at minimum, you've helped them at least see that they might be draining everybody else. And so step number two was you acknowledged it. And so one was you acknowledged it. Number two, you chose to own it. You didn't blame people for your poor communication, your facial expressions, your tone, you know, your anger. You didn't blame other people. You said, I'm just going to change that. Right. And the same here. You're, you're not blaming them for being a tank emptier. All you're saying is. I'm choosing 
not to be around someone who's always knocking it down and always draining. And then you put action steps in place. Uh, so that's the three steps. And and again, it's a lifestyle for you now. And it's a lifestyle for me to make those changes. Ford, I wish you could, you know, that, that fatty part under your arm, man, my dad used to pinch that and turn it when I was acting up as a kid. Did you ever get, did you ever have that happen to you? <laughs> no, but I've heard stories. So you're not the first that said that. Now I might've had a friend or two that did it just to be, you know, on a sports team or something, just to get my attention and be a, you know, a fun thing in the locker room. But no, I never had a parent that did that. <laughs> I think I have the, you know, the one thing that I'm trying when, when people are talking to me and what they're saying is so out of bounds or absurd or, you know, in my opinion, and God bless Nancy, man. She, she always tells me, man, your, your facial expression really changed. The body language is hard. You know, the tone of voice was easy because, uh, you know, TFA is just, and kind of, uh, kind of some of the, Tim Kite stuff bleeds over to, you know, but I think they, you know, they interchange, but that E plus R equals O where I'm going to press pause and I'm going to get my mind right before I respond. Yeah. But when people are talking, I know that my face is, is reacting to the absurdity or my disagreement <laughs> in what they're saying. And that is something that I wish when I, when I ask you about, has anyone ever pinched you on their arm? I wish I could just get a pinch. Cause I can't really tell what my face is doing, you know, when people are talking, but man, I have to be aware of that. Well, let me give you a tool. Okay. I've, I've given this tool trainings. Maybe it's one that you maybe not have, it hadn't maybe clicked, you know, and maybe today's the click you ready. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, the best way to practice this is when you're on the telephone. Okay. Or on a zoom with no camera. All right and get yourself a mirror and put it on your desk and watch your facial expressions. And then you'll be surprised how much you can control them. You know, I love a story about Abraham Lincoln. He was, he was hiring someone for his cabinet and he had an intern that was in the meeting and on the way out, the intern asked him, what did you think about that man? And he said, I didn't like his face. And the intern said, well, president Lincoln, a man can't control what his face looks like. And President Lincoln said, a young man, any man over 40 has complete control over what his face looks like. And so it really is a thinking process. So PW, the hard part for me now, because of the, the shift has been so major from the anger and the, and the stuff when that stuff gets said, the hard part for me now is not to laugh. I mean, it, it's to be careful not to smile from that's so absurd you know you ought to be put in jail for that thought so but if i'm thinking that okay then my face can go one way or the other so i have to be very careful that i don't that i don't look condescending or because i don't want to be condescending but i literally am able to smile when people are saying those things and i'm smiling on the inside but i'm just trying to nod on the outside and and then when that happens when they finish sharing I can either say, thank you for sharing that, or uh, do you want me to respond, or do you just want me to listen? And by doing that, and my brain being open to other people's opinions, right, because that's what we teach, then uh, it's amazing how easy it is to respond uh, to people's anger, if they're yelling at you, the absurdity on the opinion, 
And again, doesn't necessarily make them wrong. I might be wrong. <laughs> my opinion may be the one that's wrong. Well, if that's true, if I'm if I'm thinking that, then why would my facial expression, you know, go south? If I know and acknowledge that their opinion is different than mine, but who knows? Maybe mine's one that's wrong. Um, and all of a sudden, the facial expression it changes. So, a mirror that'll do it. And when we go into companies, we actually tell people, have all your customer service people, you know, have a mirror. You know, I was meeting with our team one day, you know, our coaches, consultants, and trainers. And I took a snapshot on the Zoom call. Okay. And then I shared the screen and I said, somebody look at this snapshot and tell me who on this screen you would hire. And there was only one. And I said, guys, you got to be intentional. You know, you. It, 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 you, it's not an accident. You have to learn to train your face, but it, that happens based on the way you think. So, Ford, great stuff. Steps for personal growth. We've uh, touched on a lot of good stuff today. Um, trying to stay lit, brother. Trying to continue to love, influence, and transform. Great episode. Um, I'd be honored for you to close this game out the right-hander out of the bullpen two outs two on bottom of the ninth for taylor on the mound all right so i'm going to wrap it up using your example so you said one of the things i changed that i acknowledged was i wasn't a good listener and so there are tools on helping you be a better listener you know and you know we give people an evaluation evaluate yourself here it is look at it and see the areas that you need to change why? That's a practical, implementable tool. You also said that now the next step is working on your facial expressions. Right? Well, you got another tool. Look at the mirror, see what you look like, because that's what you sound like on the phone. That's what you sound like on, on a Zoom. Well, when you start doing it that way, guess what? That very thought process will carry over of when you're with people. And the difference, PW, in you and a lot of leaders is that you you have a level of humility and transparency to share those things so you can keep learning because if we don't share the areas i mean i was with a couple last night uh, helping them and sharing with them some things they that i'd recommended them do and they wrote it all down and i said would you like to see my phone would you like to see what i do with that how i make changes when i need to change it and they looked at it and went you still do that and i said of course i do and you still do it and what happens is when we make those changes, guess what happens? You know, it becomes so much easier for us because we're no longer feeling judged. We're no longer feeling condemned by other people. And when we start feeling loved, guess what? It makes it easy for us to love. So my suggestion to people is do a personal evaluation. Pick something you want to change. Own it. Acknowledge it. That you own it. Don't blame your parents. Don't don't blame a school teacher. Don't blame the, the junior high kids that bullied you. Own it. You know, if you're over 26, you're probably a full-blown brain and an adult. And then put together an action step to change it. And the biggest tool that we have, as you know, is the VP Mosa. You know, write that tombstone, write your eulogy, write your values, know the direction you're going. And when you see all that stuff, it'll open your eyes to things that you might want to consider changing. And when you do that, guess what? your ability our ability to love others goes through the roof because we're no longer making it about us we're making it about them our influence our good influence goes up 
And then we can continue down the path of our own personal transformation, which allows us to have an impact on those around us. So like you said, let's get lit, let's stay lit, let's love, influence, transform. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com. Thank you.